This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 97. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be getting your podcasts. Now, for this week's episode, we're going to be doing an in-person interview. I'm going to be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Daryl Glade, and he is the co-founder and CEO of a real estate photography company called Rocket Photo. Okay, so as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, we have Daryl Glade with us this week, and he is the co-founder and CEO for Rocket Photo, and they do real estate photography. So, Daryl, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is exciting to be here. Absolutely. Um, now, just uh, if you would like to go ahead and, and tell them, my audience a little bit about your background and, and how you got into doing what you're doing now. All right. I'll try to keep it short because, you know, it's not that exciting, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I was one of the top realtors here in Louisiana for about a decade. I was hiring a buddy of mine just to shoot my listings for me because I was a little too busy and uh, just didn't have the time to keep shooting everything. And he and I just became good friends in terms of talking about real estate photography. And we said, hey, well, why don't we start a new business? So we started Emoto Photo in 2012 and grew that into a pretty substantial regional real estate photography business. And then a couple of years ago, we said, you know, there's, some, there's something going on here and we want to figure out what are the obstacles to all of our stakeholders in a moto. So clients, photographers, um, the executive team, all that sort of thing. And we realized it's the traditional business model that we were using, which was simply a pipeline business model. We had uh, clients come in, we would send out contract photographers, they'd shoot it and, and be, it's all great and still good. But we realized that if we change the business model to a platform network business model, more like a Facebook or an Amazon, some of these bigger companies, whereby we're just a technology platform and we're connecting two parties, uh, that may solve a lot of the issues. So we started a wholly separate company named Rocket Photo. And the idea is let's build a business in a box for independent photographers who want to get into real estate photography, but may not have the systems like access to outsourced editing or online payments, virtual tours, just or, or order management, that sort of thing. So we built Rocket Photo, and now we are empowering independent photographers to compete with companies just like Emoto and service their clients. And my background in real estate, I know there's just so much business out there that the more photographers, the better in my mind. So that's how we got into Rocket Photo. Oh, that's cool. That's absolutely awesome. So um, if I understand things correctly, I guess you guys are kind of like uh, a brokerage between the two sides, the realtor and the photographer. Pretty, pretty close to it. I would say a very easy metaphor or comparison would be Airbnb and Hilton hotels, right? 
Hilton Hotel is a traditional business model, and Airbnb, they don't have any hotel rooms. They just connect the two parties, right? Somebody who has a room and someone who needs a room. So with Emoto, we are like the Hilton, and with Rocket Photo, it's more like Airbnb, where we are the technology platform connecting the two parties. I guess a little difference is that we are giving the tools also to the photographers. I guess Airbnb doesn't really do that. But we are giving the business in a box tools as well to make sure that the transaction goes as smooth as possible. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that would definitely be, I mean, that takes a lot off the plate of the realtor and the photographer. So I can definitely see why that would be super, super helpful. Yeah, the, the whole point is that there's just a lot of business out there and that, sure, the major markets, they have plenty of photographers there. But what about the midsize markets or the smaller markets or even the larger markets where the existing supply is not meeting demand? So the thought is with Rocket Photo, we can be nationwide and just give those tools to the photographers. They set their own prices. They decide which products they're going to sell on Rocket Photo. So it's really exciting to know that. I guess, unlike with Emoto, where we are sort of internal looking and doing our normal business and we have competitors out there, with Rocket Photo, the whole idea is to spread it as much as possible and to make sure everybody is succeeding. So it's a great feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, and then one thing that I noticed that was interesting um, after I visited your site um, because I do real estate photography as well. I'm actually a, a subcontractor under another company that's based out of uh, Denver. And we we do a lot of coverage in the United States, but it's I think we only cover like 38 of the 50 states. And the one thing that I saw that was interesting is like the company I currently work with, back in my home area of Pennsylvania, there's no coverage there at all. Um, they have a few photographers in like Pittsburgh and maybe one or two in Philly, but the rest of Pennsylvania is not covered at all. And I was interested because I went on Rocket Photos website and I put in my hometown zip code, which is for Troy, Pennsylvania. And it actually popped up that you had one photographer out of Endicott, New York, which, you know, I'm familiar with that area because it's just across the state line from where I'm from. Um, so I was like, wow, I actually, with the way they're set up, they actually have more coverage and more rural areas than some of the other companies do, which is a really good thing. Yeah, exactly. The, the thought is, is that sort of using the uh, bricklaying analogy that we can be the mortar in between the bricks and be pretty much everywhere without having that sort of overhead that like the company you work for perhaps or the uh, work with rather uh, where they have to have marketing and overhead designed to cover all this territory so it doesn't make financial sense for them to necessarily be everywhere if they're not getting those orders the the number of orders that they need to meet that overhead but with rocket photo it's not the concern that what we're trying to do is give the individual photographers that are there the leg up and say, all right, you don't need to invest in all of this, all of these tools, all of these technology and websites and things that cost a lot of money to build and maintain. Instead, hey, look, we got it for you. You can start your own business and run your own business however you see fit. And we're just going to be there to support you and pretty much anywhere we need to be. Yeah, that's a really cool setup. Yeah, I really like that idea. That model uh, it seems to be a really good one. I mean, like you said, it gives you guys the abilities to cover more of the country, more remote and rural areas where maybe there isn't as high a demand for real estate photography, but there's a certain amount of demand. And if you can have, you know, two or three photographers 
in the general, you know, within like a hundred mile radius of a, of a more rural area, then at least you've got some sort of coverage there for realtors when they do need it. So that's huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my goal is to be able to have coverage for every address that is searched in our system in a sense. Maybe someone's not there. Maybe there's a travel fee or something, but have every address possible in the U.S. covered somehow. We're not there yet. It's, it's our goal, of course. We did just get started relatively recently. So the that's where we're, that's the direction we're trying to go and to be a truly national company. There's a lot of larger company, photography companies out there that claim to be national. But like you said, uh, they're in 30 states or, or 20 states or 40 states, something like that. They're not everywhere. And we're already in, I think, 48 or 49 states. I think we may be missing like uh, South Dakota or North Dakota, something like that, Wyoming. Um, but we're working on it. Yeah. Well, and the other big thing is with the way a lot of the other companies do it, like the one I work with, and I'm not knocking them at all. Um, the other issue that you can run into with that type of real estate photography setup is even if you're in a state, you're only covering like the largest cities in the state and everything else gets missed. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Atlanta is a great example. Uh, there's a lot of business in sort of metro area in Atlanta, but what about the, the places north of Alpharetta, a little, say an hour or two north of the city? Not every company that has coverage in Atlanta covers that area. And realtors in downtown Atlanta certainly list houses up in the lakes north of Atlanta. So oh, yeah. having that breadth of coverage is good. Yep. Now we do do that a little bit. I've gone as far north as like Cartersville um, mm -hmm. and a couple other towns in that area, but not all the way up north. And I know there's some much farther north areas like Helen, Georgia, which is up in the mountains. Um, that I'm pretty sure we don't, the company I currently work with doesn't cover. And then the other thing is, is what, what you do, what we do is mostly, and we have two sides. We do uh, an enterprise side, which is what I do. And that's photographing empty houses that big investment companies have bought and they rent them out. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I do. And then we do have a brokerage side. Um, which is dealing directly with the realtors and meeting the realtor and the home seller and stuff like that. And a lot of times you're photographing a house that's still fully furnished. So the lighting gets trickier and all that good stuff. Um, but even uh, on the side that I work for on the enterprise side, like we do Atlanta and we do, you know, the surrounding counties around Atlanta. Um, but then when you get farther East, like say Augusta, we might only have, a, uh, you know, I, I've had times where I've driven all the way out to Augusta to do 10, 12 jobs in a single day, but they were all quick jobs, you know, like five exterior photos or something like that. And, uh, but we have to, we have to kind of do them in like a large batch. And usually it works out because, you know, the, the client that needs the houses done, they own all 12 of them. So they want them all done on the same day. But you're talking a two and a half hour drive out, two and a half hour drive back to do 12 houses and then it might be three or four or six months before we're needed out in Augusta again. And I know Savannah's larger out on the East coast of Georgia, but even the work out there is kind of slow. Um, for, for the company I work for Atlanta is definitely their biggest market. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. This is where they get the, the bulk of their work from is, is in the greater Atlanta Metro area. So now let me ask you um, another question I have for you, uh, because I've had people ask me about this because I do it as well. How can somebody get started as a real estate photographer? 
You know, I'd say there's two ways to go about it. The first way, no matter what, one or way one or way two, the first thing you should do is get yourself listed on some sort of marketplace. Obviously, I'm going to pitch Rocket Photo because that's my company. But, you know, Zillow has a certified photographer program and there's a number of other places out there that you could just in 15 minutes get set up with a profile where you are listed and you're out there and you're marketing yourself 24 seven. Now, are you guaranteed any business from that right off the bat? Probably not, but just get started, get up and running because these companies probably will offer you some sort of backend services. So if you do manage to get a job very quickly, then you can fulfill that very easily and make a profit. And so that's one way and just stay that way. There's nothing wrong with that and use those companies as your service provider. And then on the second way of doing it would be to, of course, get up and running on that, but then start building your own business uh, whereby you are building a website that's branded to your company that you set the prices and you are doing the Facebook ads and Google ads that are driving business to your company. Um, I guess there is a third way that that we haven't talked about. It's something similar to what you're doing, which is work for another large company as a contractor to get your foot in the door, to learn a little bit, uh, to get some income rolling in. And then perhaps you can break away from that and do your own thing where you can make a little more per shoot or potentially a lot more per shoot. And so there's a lot of different options. And I would say that it it depends on what your end goal is. So take a minute, decide what you're trying to do. Are you trying to build a full real estate photography business where that's your sole income? Well, perhaps working for another company may not be the direction you want to go. Maybe you want to immediately focus on building your own company whereby you're not spending time making someone else a little, a little money. You're making your, your own uh, business some money. Uh, but maybe that's not what you're looking to do. Maybe you are an event photographer, wedding photographer, portrait photographer, and you're just looking for ways to generate some income during the week and make put your camera to use. Well, you know, listing yourself on a marketplace is a good idea. Working for a, one of the other larger companies is another good idea. So there's plenty of ways to go about it. Uh, and if, if you don't mind, if I plug a, another one of my new businesses, if you're looking no, to ahead. build your own business, <laughs> thanks. If you're, if you're looking to build your own business, then I'm, I'm coming out with a new class that is just about the business of real estate photography. The website is rephotographybusinessbootcamp.com. I know it's a mouthful, but rephotographybusinessbootcamp.com. And it's going to be about a six hour class where I'm giving photographers all the tips and tricks on how to build their own business. Basically what I've used to build Emoto Photo and even Rocket Photo. And so if that's the direction you want to go, there's a lot of tools out there for you to, to help yourself build the business. And I know I've been a little wordy on this question. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Oh but, no, you're absolutely uh, fine. You know, um, I would say just make sure you know what you're looking to do. Real estate photography, it's definitely more business-minded than potentially some of the other forms of photography, commercial forms of photography. You, In order to make profits, and that's different than revenue, but profits, you have to make sure you have the right systems in place so that you're spending as little amount as possible on the 
order management side or the processing side as you can. Otherwise, things will get away from you. And if you're spending five or six hours on one shoot, as you know, the, the revenue you're generating from one shoot is, is just not going to be enough to sustain you. So you want to reduce the amount of time you're spending per shoot, automate as much of the process as you can so that you're really just working as, uh, as much of the time on site rather than in front of a computer as you possibly can. Yeah, exactly. In other words, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, looking at the Rocket Photo website, I see you guys offer a bunch of different photo products. Um, can we go over these a little bit? And you can explain to my listeners a little bit more what each one entails. Yeah, absolutely. So stay the uh, standard photo, single exposure uh, what exactly does that entail? So with Rocket Photo, the photographer, of course, sets their own prices and they decide which products they want to offer. But we had to sort of limit it in a sense so that we were able to process the files and so that there was some level of consistency. So there's certain things that photographers can't offer at this time, which one being floor plans. Um, but in terms of photography, there are a few different products that photographers can offer. And, um, the, the, the product that you just brought up is it's just a standard single exposure where the photographer just takes one exposure on site of each photo. They upload that. And then we do the post processing for that file. Um, just to slide an extra one in here, another product that can be offered is called photographer edit. So say you wanted to do your own editing and didn't want to hire Rocket Photo as your sort of outsourced editor, that's no problem. You can offer that product and upload the photos that you edit in whichever way you want. Say you do single or flambient or HDR, any of those different choices. doesn't matter to us. You can offer that in your product selection. And you can also write about it and let the client know that this is what sets you apart perhaps. But so anyway, those are two of those products. And then if you want to go back to the, uh, rocket photo edited products, we do have what's called an advanced edit. And that is a three exposure HDR. So you do, um, average, uh, uh underexposed and overexposed, and then you send us those three files and we do the the magic editing on that as well. Oh, okay. So that's really cool. So basically for the standard photo, single exposure, it's just one shot of each room in the house and, and it's processed that way. And then if you do the advanced photo, it's a bracketed three bracketed shots, um, to get like an HDR effect to the final images. Yeah, exactly. And the reason we did that is that some markets, people really, they just want to see through that window and the, a great, simple way to do it is through HDR. Some markets, they could care less about seeing through windows and they also want to be able, the realtors want to pay as little as they possibly can. Yep. And so the idea there is that, Hey, all right, the photographer can choose single exposure. They'll still get a really wonderful product, uh, after we edit it, but ultimately we can charge less for the editing. And so that means the photographer can charge less for their services. So, you know, certain markets, it may not be applicable because you have to do the HDR to compete. Uh, but certain markets, uh, it, it's certainly worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Now I, I see under specialty products, you guys offer drone photos and then also twilight photos. Now the twilight photos I personally find really cool because I like doing nighttime long exposures 
and that's what you're looking at to get more of the twilight especially the exterior of the house is you have to slow your shutter down so that you get enough of the ambient light to make the house look reasonably warm and inviting yeah absolutely and uh again those two products uh it's the, the photographer chooses the pricing. They choose if they want to offer it or not. Maybe if you don't offer a drone, no problem. <laughs> if you don't have a drone, you don't, have, you don't need to offer that product. But yeah, the drone, it's just a single exposure. We encourage you to put your drone on raw and we'll do a, the single exposure editing there. And then for the twilight, we are doing HDR processing for the twilight photo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, again, it, it, it opens the door. It's ease of use for the photographer. Not every single photographer out there may have the command over their camera settings as some others. So that helps sort of uh, level the playing field in a sense. And then, of course, if you do go out there and, and, and you do have a far more intense um, twilight set up in a sense where you're setting up flashes and, you know, spotlighting certain places, that's still a product that you can offer through photographer edit. And so again, rocket photo just gives you the flexibility to offer it however you'd like. Oh, that's really cool. Now for the drone photos, is that just a single aerial photo of the property or is it multiple views of the property from different angles and stuff using a drone? It's the different angles. Yeah. It's however you can sell as however many products or however many files that you want or photos. So if you want to sell it for five photos for X amount of dollars and you go up, you take five separate images and upload those and we take care of it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have quite a bit of uh, different offerings as far as various products and stuff like that. And then scrolling down, I see that you also offer drone video and then traditional video. Now, the drone video, of course, you know, that makes sense because you're already offering drone photography. But what is entailed in the traditional video? So we are not currently doing the post-processing of, um, of the videos. So what, what this allows photographers to do is to still shoot it. It allows them to do the editing and then through Rocket Photo, upload a URL wherever the video is being hosted, uh, you know, Vimeo or YouTube, something like that. Um, and so what, what the whole point is that we want to help the photographer sell the product and help with the transaction. We haven't gotten into the video editing just yet. There just hasn't been that much demand for it in terms of photographers asking us to do the editing. They just want to be able to sell the product. They'll do the editing. They set their own prices. We'll deal with the transaction. And then the photographer can send the file to the client outside of the platform if they'd like. Otherwise, most agents, uh, maybe most is a lot, Many agents really don't want to deal with the file themselves. They just want a URL and they want to be able to share that URL or upload that URL somewhere. Yeah, and exactly. so we, we facilitate that. Basically. Yeah. So they, they basically, if, you know, if they do get a video a tour of the house, they just want a URL they can embed in Zillow or whatever the case may be and not yeah, have to exactly. deal with it. That's really cool. Now I'm assuming, and, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming for the traditional video, these are probably photographers that are going as far as they're using professional gimbals and all that stuff, that kind of stuff so that they can get extremely smooth, steady footage as they go through the house. Well, that's what we want. (laughs) Of of course, we want to make sure that the product that the photographers are offering uh, is top of the line, but it's typically, 
people using their DSLR that they're using for the still photos. And then maybe they're using like a DJI hand gimbal, something like that to, to help with, to help steady the camera. And what we typically see, they're just really, for the most part, traditional walkthrough videos, whereby the photographer is, is basically just walking through the house as if they were a buyer going through an open house, something like that. Nothing too crazy for the most part, but we have seen really high-end videos come through Rocket Photo where it's multiple uh, sliders and handheld stuff and pan shots, you know, all that, with really fancy editing. But for the most part, it's it's your run-of-the-mill video walkthroughs that photographers are able to offer as an add-on product whereby it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to the to the client and the client's getting a say a two or three minute video but on average that's typically what we're seeing oh okay yeah that's really cool the one thing i was thinking and i i've never tried this yet myself i keep meaning to and i haven't done it but i was thinking maybe for the traditional video one of the most perfect ways to shoot that would be with something like the um the uh, GoPro Hero 7 Black or the 8 Black because the newer GoPros have built-in stabilization and the video yeah. that comes out of them is extremely smooth. Um, and I can't remember the name of it, but I know because um, I follow a, photo a big YouTube photographer out of my home state of Pennsylvania that goes by Frono's Photo. And I know he did a review not too long ago because DJI actually decided to kind of retaliate on GoPro. Cause if you remember a few years back, GoPro decided to get into the drone market and they mm -hmm. failed miserably <laughs> and they yeah. ended up scrapping the whole division. Well, now DJI is hit back and they've actually come out with their own action cameras at, that take all the same mounting hardware and stuff as the GoPros. But the one interesting thing that I saw, because you know, in the hero seven black, the eight black, the stabilized internal stabilization for the video is really good but the DJI one is actually better. Yeah. And that just really blew me away. There's some really cool products out there to capture video. I would caution people in that real estate agents your or homeowners won't be very familiar with the technology that's out there. Uh, for example, DJI has a handheld uh, product that you can attach your cell phone to your mobile phone for to be the viewer so it's not capturing the video it's uh it's just the viewer and we've seen homeowners complain that the photographer was using a mobile phone as the video camera and that the quality wasn't very good and no matter what the photographer said they didn't understand what you were looking at so if you're using smaller gopros or um or, or, or any other product like that you even though the quality you're capturing is stellar, it may have this weird image impact that your client may think that you're not necessarily using professional grade equipment, which is, it's a very weird situation, but we have faced that before around the country. Yeah. I was going to say that could be the one caveat that you could run into. Now, the one thing I was thinking that would probably be even better now, of course it's more expensive, but I mean, if you're doing this, if you're running your own real estate photography business and you're offering video tours, it's worth the money because it's more than a GoPro, but it's not something that's going to bankrupt a person. And that would be to maybe go with, because you want something, if you're going to use a handheld gimbal, you need an extremely light camera, as light mm -hmm. as possible, because, or, or you have to buy a super expensive handheld gimbal and then you're out, of, you know, you're spending a thousand, two thousand dollars for a high end gimbal that's extremely heavy. 
you know, and it can handle a heavier DSLR or something like that. So maybe in the in the sense of the the traditional video walkthrough, maybe the best happy medium between using a, a regular DSLR or a GoPro would be to go with something like maybe the Blackmagic um, uh, 6K or 4K cinema camera. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a great idea. Uh, it, it'll give the appearance, uh, you know, also won't break the bank. Yep. And it, it does have some great stability there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the one thing I noticed, um, I don't think the earlier models did, but I know for a fact that the newer 6K Blackmagic cinema camera um, is actually designed to take the native Canon EF mount lenses, where the older Blackmagic cameras all had the micro four thirds mount. So you had to adapt mm -hmm. your lenses. So that made it a lot more yeah. convenient um, because, I mean, there's all kinds of cameras out there, but from what I've seen in the time, and I've been doing real estate photography for over two years now, is the majority of the, the photographers like me are all either using Canon or Nikon. Uh, there's a couple of them using Sony, but not so much. It's been mostly Canon and Nikon. So if you can get a good quality, reasonably inexpensive, you know, 6K cinema camera that can take the lenses you've already got, then that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That is definitely cool. Um, yeah, I have some of the gimbals myself. I have one of the, uh, I can't remember who, the, what, how do you pronounce the manufacturer? The one I have, it's a Chinese company. That's a really good gimbal. And then I have one of the, the DJI Osmo mobile twos mm -hmm. that can, you know, accommodate a GoPro or an iPhone, even the larger smartphones with the higher end cameras and they're okay. Um, but I had actually gone out and bought one of the larger gimbals that was supposed to be capable of handling my Canon camera. And even with mm -hmm. one of my smaller, lighter lenses on it, it just seemed to struggle too much. So I sent it back and just gave, gave up on that idea. Yeah, you know, uh, with the Moto, we used the DJI Osmo for a number of years. And it just, it, it wasn't producing the the quality we were looking for with with the moto we weren't necessarily focused too much on video we really wanted to own the the photo market yep but over the years it you, you have to you have to offer video we get a lot of video orders so uh, as we've been trying to upgrade our product we're really trying to move away from that dji osmo into something more handheld with a gimbal that you're able to use a higher quality camera yeah, you're, if you want to go that route, and then you're going to be looking at something more like the DJI Ronin series, and again, yeah, that's yeah. where you get a lot more expensive. I know they just <laughs> they just released two new models. It's like the Ronin RS and the Ronin RSC or something like that, but they're considerably more expensive. Now yeah. they're they're supposed to be capable of handling much larger, heavier cameras too, but. My big concern would be that if you get too much, even if the gimbal's motors can handle it, if you get too much weight on it that's a lot of weight that you're carrying around in your hand to try to keep everything steady. Uh, to me, it just doesn't work. Uh, to me, yeah, it would just yeah. make more sense to go with something like a black magic cinema camera. That's fairly small and compact, you know, and put that on a, on a smaller gimbal and have everything you need. And you're going to get incredible video quality. I definitely couldn't imagine a, com a customer complaining about the video quality from one of the black magic cameras. So mm -hmm. since it's one of the brands that Hollywood uses the most for shooting right. films and TV shows. Absolutely. Right, right. All right. So the, uh, the next question I had for you is what's a way that a photographer can really stand out to realtors because you know, with the way your system is, and I'm not knocking your system and it's the same on my side, except when, when I get jobs, the, the customer doesn't know ahead of time what photographer they're getting. They just place the order with the company I'm 
contracted with and the company passes them off to the photographers, you know, depending on where you live, yada, yada, yada. But it looks like on your system, it's more a matter of the, the realtor can actually pick and choose from photographers in a given area. Oh yeah, absolutely. They put in their address into rocketphoto.com and all the local photographers pop up. The only preference that is given in terms of the order of how each photographer is presented is the distance to the address that was entered. So the closest photographer to that address is shown first and then so on. Yep. And uh, yeah, so we found when we were building rocket photo that there are many real estate agents out there that want to have a personal relationship with their photographer, not just with the company, but they, they want to be able to talk to the photographer. They want to be able to text them and email them. Yep. And you can't do that in these larger systems when they're just farming out the orders. So with rocket photo, we wanted that personal connection. So agents can go in and search, they can find a photographer and then they can continue to reuse that photographer. And with rocket photo, say that photographer is not available at a specific time that the agent needs and there's no way around it. Well, they can stay within the rocket photo system in one account and just simply choose another photographer. And then for the next shoot, go back to the photographer they, they originally were using. And so it's definitely a more personal connection that the agent can have with the, with the photographer. And I guess you were originally also asking how can a photographer differentiate themselves? Yeah. And yeah. that's really the benefit is this personal connection and to me, it's also pricing. What we're seeing is some level of commoditization of real estate photography. There's a lot of big companies out there. There's a lot of small companies out there, and they're all producing really good work. Uh, it, it Certainly, the real estate agent, the end client, will likely have a hard time seeing the difference in the end product. Now, of course, you and I were used to seeing these photos and we can tell you who did which photo and, and which one's better for whatever reason. But in the end, a buyer, a homeowner, a real estate agent, they're not going to be able to be so detailed and, under, and see the differences as readily as us. And so in the end, they just want a professional looking photo. And which means, well, how can you differentiate yourself if the product is the same? Well, it's going to be price, it'll be service, uh, those types of uh, those types of th uh, details. So with Rocket Photo, the photographer, or, or not even just Rocket Photo, for the independent photographer, let's say, uh, regardless of how they operate or where they operate, they can take their necessary steps to create these personal connections to say, hey, I'm available even at eight o'clock at night, or you want me to shoot on Saturday? I'm available to shoot on Saturday when some of the other companies don't work weekends, let's say. And so you can have these personal connections. You can offer discounts. You can be a little more attractive on price. And remember, say you, I'm just going to make a number up. Say you only charge a hundred bucks for 20 photos. Most likely the bigger companies are going to be charging more to the client for that. But if you were the photographer working for that big company, you were going to be making far less than that hundred dollars. So yeah, you could theoretically charge more, but you're going to be making your client really happy. You're going to be making more personally than if you worked for uh, as an independent contractor. And, uh, 
and everyone's going to win in a sense in, in that transaction. The agent pays less and you, the photographer, actually make more uh, depending on the setup. So that's really the way, a very simple way of, of differentiating yourself right now. And I would say the one thing you need to keep in mind is there are certain things real estate agents expect and require. And you got to make sure that you are providing that. And one of the biggest things is 24-hour turnaround. The agents are expecting their final finished edited products by the next morning. And if you if you can't do that, then you're going to be at a severe disadvantage regardless of your price point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I know one to, that was the big thing with the company that I'm contracted with. And one of the big things that they went to last year was requiring us to upload the photos immediately on site while you're still at the property so that their editing team can start editing them right away and get them back to the customer by the next day. Now, mm -hmm. they don't only, we only have, I think, one customer that gets guaranteed 24-hour turnaround. Most of our clients, it's it's one to two days, but they started having us do live on-site uploads um, of the images as soon as we finish capturing them. So it gives their editing team more time or it allows them to get to the images sooner and process them and turn them over to the client sooner. Um, where before we would upload them all at the end of the day when we got back home. Now, the downside of doing that is, uh, and I, I don't honestly know what's going on, and I'm not trying to get off on a tangent, but I've noticed in the two-plus years I've been doing real estate photography, the cellular coverage in my area has fluctuated drastically. Well, like When I first started doing this, you know, it was like, okay, well, remote uploads on site, no problem. Even when I'm way out in the boonies of Douglasville, I got four bars of 4G LTE and I can upload my images, no problem. And, you know, and then a year later, I go back to the same neighborhood and now I've got no freaking signal at all. And it's like, what <laughs> the heck is going on here? Last year I had four bars. Now I got nothing. <laughs> you think it'd be the opposite, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, all these cellular carriers keep saying they're expanding their networks and making them more powerful. And it's like, okay, well, then why does my coverage suck now worse than it did a year ago, <laughs> you know, in a big area? Well, granted, Douglasville, I'm out kind of in the boonies, but I'm still on the edge of Atlanta. So you'd think they would have much better coverage out there than they do. Um, so the one thing I started doing, and sometimes it works for me, sometimes it doesn't, is I actually have... Um, um, uh, I want to say it's uh, it's a it's called a Nighthawk. Uh, I can't remember what company it's made. It's Netgear. It's made by Netgear, mm. and it's actually a, a, a 4G LTE Wi-Fi hotspot, basically like mm. a, a mobile modem. And um, it works a little bit better in some areas because it has external antennas, and you can put rooftop antennas on your car to boost the signal and all that good stuff. But still, I mean, it's like some of the areas I go to now – I have no signal where I did before. So are you guys doing something similar? Do your photographers generally upload immediately on site or do they wait till they get back to their, you know, house or office or whatever they're working out of? They typically will wait till they get in front of a, a computer with, with normal Wi-Fi uh, coverage. It just, I'm sure it, it, it takes a little while to, to upload cellular, you know, via the cellular situation, as you know. And our editing is set up so that once we receive the images, if we're doing the editing, it's turned around in 12 hours or less. So typically people are going to be uploading earlier, early enough in the evenings that the client will still get it in very early the next morning. 
Ah, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now are your photographers, um, and I don't know if you guys have standards on this as far as what you require, do your photographers shoot raw or are they required to shoot JPEG? So, uh, for rocket photo, if we do the editing, we ask them to shoot on JPEG large, uh, in this day and age, those file sizes with the newer cameras are gigantic. And the, again, just remembering the use case, what are these end photos going to be used for? And they're typically going to be used online on Facebook on in the MLS. And oftentimes the MLS will actually reduce the file size and reduce the quality of the image anyway. And so that covers the vast majority of shoots. Sometimes uh, a photographer will need to shoot on raw because let's say it's architectural digest quality that's going to be printed somewhere. It's going to be blown up somewhere. We can make exceptions for that pretty easily, but on average, the, the large JPEG is, is just fine. And I know there may be plenty of photographers out there listening that are going to, that are shaking their heads that are, you know, it's gotta be raw. It's gotta be raw. And no argument for me, raw is absolutely superior. You get far more data to use for, during the editing, but in running a business, you have to decide on what's important and how much and where you want to invest your time and the amount of images that we're processing on a daily basis, the upload times, the editing times to download to the on the editor side, that sort of thing. It just the benefit for our situation on using raw versus JPEG large, it's just not there. The the cons far outweigh the pros, and uh, we're, we're producing a the, the the type of end product that the client really needs. We don't need to go too far overboard. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand that, and I agree with you 100. percent I'm a huge advocate of shooting raw when I'm doing anything else, but for the real estate photography, it just makes more sense to shoot JPEG to begin with. Um, and when I first started doing the real estate photography, we actually did shoot raw. Cause like I said, we waited until the end of the day, we got back home, we imported our images into Lightroom. We didn't do any edits. We just pulled them into the Lightroom, um, adjusted the output size for the JPEGs to the standard that the clients wanted. And then we exported the JPEGs and uploaded them. And now they've totally switched it. They're, you know, they're like, look, the clients always want these you know, pixel dimensions. So just set your camera to JPEG medium. That's all we need. And we upload them directly on site, which makes it a lot faster and easier. And then of course, like you said, makes the turnaround time a lot faster because it's less work. You don't have to wait for, you know, massive raw files to upload and then the editor to be able to download those huge files. And then they got to import them. You know, it's some of these cameras I know because (laughs) I not only shoot Canon, but um, my other camera that I use for my documentary project is medium format mirrorless Fuji Ooh. GFX 50 R <laughs> and that's got a 51 megapixel sensor and on raw, the raw files are like 120 to 150 megs a piece. <laughs> and I'm, and, and the thing is I'd like someday, uh, when I feel it's more cost effective for me, I'd like to actually upgrade to the GFX 100 and that's got a 102 megapixel sensor. So Ooh. I'm thinking, my God, the raw files out of that thing are probably like half a gig a piece. That's <laughs> yeah, just crazy. You know, you know, like you said earlier, work smarter, not harder. And real estate photography to be successful and to be profitable, it, you have to be smart about what you're doing. You have to set aside ego. Uh, there's a lot of photographers that stand on principle. You know, raw is it. You got to do raw. You're fools for not doing raw. And I mean, I think those people are right. And, you know, in certain situations, 
But let's just remember what we're producing. We're creating marketing material for real estate agents. That's what we're hired to do for the most part. I know there's outlying outliers out there that, you know, you're shooting a, a $50 million house or something. I get that. But on average, work smarter, not harder. Know what your clients are going to do with those photos and, and make your make your life easier, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I can definitely understand that. <laughs> oh, man. So, um so one of the, the next question I had for you is, um, so how can independent photographers compete better with the national players, with the big companies that do it like the company I'm contracted with? Yeah, you know, uh, you know what you're doing mostly is the, the enterprise side, sort of the commercial side where you have a client where uh, I assume at, at least uh, that has a lot of business and you're working for that same person or same company rather around your market. Um, it, it's a little harder to get into that business on your own because you're going to need to do some serious marketing and selling to these big multi-million dollar or billion dollar companies. So that's a little hard to break into. But the typical real estate agent re residential shoots, you know, all it takes is a little hustle, uh, a little, um, you know, commitment and realizing that you're running a business and that you're not an artist in a sense. Uh in the eyes of the client, you may be an artist. I'm not saying your, you know, creativity is not part of it, but all we are just another one of those services that real estate agents use. So we're just like an inspector. We're just like an appraiser to them. We're there to get the job done. And if you keep that in mind and know that, all right, well, I'm running a business. I need to use some business principles. Then your personality can shine through and the, Again, the reason we started Rocket Photo was we found certain clients didn't want to work with larger companies like Emoto Photo for whatever reason, right? There's a lot of clients who only want to work with Emoto Photo. Uh, and going back to my metaphor, there's plenty of people who want to stay at Hilton that don't want to stay in an Airbnb for any of the reasons that we can list here. And then vice versa is true. People will only stay in Airbnb now for whatever reason. And that same idea applies for real estate photography. Some people want to work for the well, only want to use the big companies, but some people are dying for that independent photographer choice out there. And there's just not many choices in every market that are independent photographers that run a solid business that's dependable, that's consistent, that only focuses on real estate photography. Plenty of photographers out there that shoot real estate a couple of times a month and mostly focus on other parts of photography, commercial photography. But uh, so if you're an independent photographer out there looking to make a name for yourself, there's a lot of business. A lot of people are looking for you. And uh, I know I plugged this already, but rephotographybusinessbootcamp.com. Take that class. I'm giving you all the secrets that I use to start Emoto Photo. Uh, I hold nothing back. I give you everything, marketing, accounting, legal, all these different things that you need to keep in your back pocket to make sure that you're running a professional business. And if you can do even just a small percentage of that and be professional, real estate agents will hire you. Go out to the offices. I guess that may be a little hard in the COVID-19 days that we're doing now, but contact your local offices via email. Say you'd like to present your services. And those managers typically will have an office meeting, either weekly or monthly, and they're looking for people to present their services, new service providers out there. Uh, and that's just an easy way to get on 
their radar. And if you're able to speak for a few minutes, offer free shoots. I mean, if it's just you, then it's just going to be your time that you that you spend. But that office probably has a relationship with a larger company out there and they're just looking for alternatives. And there's going to be agents in that office, no matter what, that want and prefer to work with an independent photographer. So I, I know it's a bit wordy again, but a little hustle, a little you know, ingenuity, you really can very quickly start making uh, consistent income shooting real estate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's like you said, with, you know, certain agents, they want more of the the personal touch. They want the personal relationship where they can hire the same photographer every time because yep. they already have rapport with them. They already know the quality of the work they're getting. They already know that they're, you know, timely and punctual and all that good stuff. So there's, you know, there's always just certain people out there that would much rather deal with the same person all the time than deal with a large corporation that where they don't know anybody. Yeah. And, you know, I'm reminded of a quote that I was told during my uh, real estate agent days. And it's, I don't know, a little obtuse, I guess, but it, 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 it rings true uh, to me often, which is you don't have to be good. You have to be there. And this is applying to real estate agents, meaning it's not the, the most successful real estate agents aren't necessarily the best real estate agents. They just happen to be there when the person needs to buy or sell a house. That's their first, that's their go-to, let's say. And so applying sort of that same principle, I don't, I don't like the fact you don't like, you don't have to be good, but maybe the, the second part of that quote, you just have to be there. Can you be top of mind? So basically when that real estate agent can't book their traditional photographer or has a bad experience for whatever reason, if you're there, they're going to call you and then you can slide in very easily, do a great job. And all of a sudden you now have a client for life. Uh, and if you can build rapport, even if you screw up, they're going to understand it and they're going to be less likely to jump ship with some of these bigger companies. If they screw up, they're not necessarily set up to recognize that immediately and remedy the situation. But an independent photographer is and you can fix it immediately and they're going to be less likely to jump ship. Uh, and so you get that one client, you start making a name for yourself they're going to be asked by their fellow real estate agents in their office, well, who are you using? And they're going to be able to say your name and then you're going to be able to grow on that. And depending on how big you want your company, maybe one or two really busy agents is enough, but maybe you're looking to build the next, um, you know, fill in the blank large company. Uh, and then you start asking them for referrals and you start asking them to introduce you to their manager so you can present at that office meeting. Um, you try to find similar offices outside of there and say, hey, is there another office I need to be shooting? And so you just get your foot in the door and and you start hustling a, a little bit. And yeah, there's going to be some no's, but for the most part, people are friendly and if you can't get into that one office, well, it's a big deal. There's hundreds of offices in your market, most likely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's always tons of realtors. I mean, you've got all the huge ones, and then you, you have plenty of smaller ones as well, or, yeah. you know, smaller ones that are affiliated with the larger ones in one form or fashion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's always tons. You got Berkshire Hathaway, you got Remax, you got Caldwell Bankers, you got all kinds of them out there. Um, yeah, and, and you know, if you're in a small market, as we had alluded to before, the bigger companies are probably ignoring your market. Yeah, exactly. And, but that doesn't mean there's no business. Yep. Wherever there's a house for sale or for rent or a business, 
they have a need for professional photography. And maybe five or 10 years ago, you could say the smaller markets, well, I don't need professional photography. They're not looking for that here. We're a smaller market. We do things a little differently, whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and I did hear that a number of years ago, but not anymore. I mean, it doesn't matter where you live. You're going, the agent's or the homeowner is going to want an online presence and their, their personal websites are run primarily with photos. A bad photo will make their website look bad. So they're less likely to take a photo with their cell phone because that's branding themselves poorly. And so, you know, you may live in a small town. Great. That means you have no competition. Go put your name out there. Start talking to some of these agents and brokerages. And even maybe a little easier to get into the doors here because they may not have any other options to present to their agents. Uh, and so it's a great opportunity there for you. Yeah, exactly. Now, just uh, as we start to wrap up here, just out of curiosity, um, if you can go into this a little bit, what kind of, of gear are your photographers generally using? Are there are specific requirements as far as, you know, DSLR or mirrorless, crop body versus full frame, uh, super wide angle lenses, lights and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, for Emoto, our contractors, we prefer them to have a full-frame camera with something like a 16 to 35 or a 17 to 40, you know, that general uh, uh, lens. And, and that's about it in a tripod, in a, a big heavy-duty tripod. Uh, the reason we ask for the full-frame is more along the lines, we get thousands and thousands of applications for every open position we have. Uh, maybe that's extreme. Sorry, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds for every open position. And really, that's just one way of helping us narrow down to make sure that the people that we're going to be hiring are professional photographers. They know what they're doing. Um, for rocket photo, you really just have to have better than amateur grade equipment. You need, you don't necessarily need a full frame camera, but you need the ability to have a wide angle lens. You're not going to be, your profile won't be approved if you say you have an iPhone or if you have a point and shoot, uh, you need to have something that looks professional in the eyes of the client. They can't tell the difference between a mirrorless and, <laughs> and one that's different, yeah, exactly. but ultimately you just need to be able, the camera needs to be able to produce a high quality product. And I would say one of the things that I always talk about in our, in my business boot camp courses, again, there's a lot of opinions out there, real estate photographers and photographers in general, they'll argue all day long about Canon or Nikon or Sony, something like that. In the end, with real estate photography, know your audience, know the client. It's not going to matter too much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't get too caught up on the brand. Do you have a high-end camera-ish? Do you have a wide-angle lens? And do you have a good tripod? That's about all you need. Um, if you're doing flambient, obviously, you should have some sort of flash setup. But for the most part, Three exposure HDR with no no flash can get the job done. Um, again, you may be able to differentiate yourself a little bit by having different types of editing and different flashes set up. But if you're working the average uh, listing, that middle of the market where we're not going necessarily to the $50 million house where you're charging thousands of dollars, you don't need all that stuff. Uh, you're going to be overproducing for what your client needs. Yeah, Again, exactly. 
I'm really talking about the middle of the market here, the outliers that are really high end, and that's that's a whole different business in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's where people will spend multiple days on on site. They will set up spots. That's like architectural grade photography in my mind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember his name, but I know uh, I remember seeing. Um... A guy from L.A., I can't think of his name, but he was on one of the YouTube channels I watch on a regular basis. And he's he's a real estate photographer in Los Angeles, and he does, like, nothing but the high-end stuff, like 6, 10, 20, 50 million-dollar homes. And uh, that's all he does for a living. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> you got those kind of clients. You're, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're getting paid seven figures a year to photograph their homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. And that, that's... Uh, I'm not knocking it. That's a pretty good business, but yeah. you know, it's it's difficult to break into and if you limit yourself to just doing that style real estate photography and you haven't been in the game for a while, it's going to be really hard to make a consistent income. It's it's if you do, that's great. Uh, definitely not knocking it again. Yeah. Uh, but really what I'm familiar with is finding that agent that has a consistent number of listings that you can rely on every year and just creating and adding that and building that customer base so that you can work a normal nine to five in a sense and still make six figures pretty, uh, pretty quickly yeah. as long as you treat it like a business. Yep, exactly. Yep. That's great. And I love the fact that you guys help provide all of the tools that independent photographers need if they want to run their own real estate photography. It's, it's, I think it's great that you guys have packaged it all into an, an easy to use platform for both the photographer and the realtor. That's really fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Yep. All right. So let's go ahead and we're going to wrap up. Uh, we're getting close to the hour. Um, and I don't want to keep you too long cause I'm sure you got kids and a spouse and all that <laughs> good stuff to deal with dogs and everything else. Oh, yeah. Um, but before we go, uh, I wanted to make sure, uh, you can go ahead and share out your, your boot camp again, your social media, uh, websites, stuff like that. I have the rocket photo. Actually, it looks like I can pull your Facebook and Instagram from rocket photo right off their page. And I'll make sure all of that gets put in the show notes for you as well. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate it. I know I've plugged myself a little too much so far. I apologize for that, but nah, I'm just fine. really excited and proud of what we've built and how, um, you know, with the Moto Photo, it's great. Things are really exciting there, but it's a business that I own. And uh, with Rocket Photo, I may own it, but the whole idea was to just, you know, offer these services. So plenty of photographers around the country can start building their own business and really reap the rewards that I've been able to reap owning my own business. So yeah, I mean, rocketphoto.com, check it out. Go to go there and you can enter your address and see what your competition is doing there. And if you think that there's room for you, then I highly encourage you to create a profile and check it out. There's certainly a free level. So uh, there's no commitment at all. Uh, you can just test it and see what's going on. And if you're looking to do a little more than just have your having your profile listed on a marketplace and you really want to focus and build your own real estate photography business from the ground up, check out rephotographybusinessbootcamp.com. And that's about to come out. We're, we're finalizing the editing right now, but it's a pretty substantial course where you get something like six or more more hours of video of me talking about the four different gears that you're going to have to add together to create your well-oiled machine of a business. Uh, we have handouts and PDFs that help you with 
social media marketing and with um, deciding how you're going to deal with the sales funnel and CRMs and all that fun stuff. And we get into the nitty gritty. So if you don't have a business background, this is an absolute business class for you. Yeah. And it sounds like it would definitely be something that would allow a, a, somebody that's new getting into real estate photography to really be able to hit the ground running and be fully prepared and properly set up for how to not only handle the photography side of it, but the more important, how to handle the business side of it effectively so that they can be profitable. Yeah. And you know, that's really the whole point. We, I hear over and over and over again that real estate photography is just not profitable. It's too much of a pain. You don't, you're not able to charge very much per shoot, that sort of thing. And, you know, to a certain extent they're right, but it's, you, you'd be ignoring this entire industry and all you have to do is build the right systems so that, all right, yeah, you may be charging 150 or 200 bucks on a particular shoot, but what if you're only spending an hour doing that, right? Uh, then you're making a decent amount per hour and then you're able to add that up. And the idea is that you're shooting more than one house a week, you're building a business and then this is a, just an exciting business that you can grow and hire more photographers and, and like you said, hit the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. And I did uh, go ahead and I pulled up the uh, Rocket Photo Facebook and Instagram, so I'll make sure I get those included in the show notes. If you could, um, instant message me your bootcamp URL so I can make sure I get that put in the show notes for you as well. Absolutely. And hopefully that uh, hopefully the bootcamp will be super successful. It sounds like it's definitely a step in the right direction for anybody that's looking to become their own, basically their own boss, their, have their own real estate uh, photography business and have a partner that they can rely on that can help them navigate it and get their editing done and all of that great stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Daryl. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out to me. It's been fantastic having you on the show this week. And I hope you much success with both of your business ventures and with the new boot camp that you're getting ready to start. I appreciate it, man. This was a lot of fun. I love talking to, uh, I love talking shop. So this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, thank you very much. You have yourself a fantastic evening, sir. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right. So there you go. Uh, we wrapped up uh, episode 97, our interview with Daryl Glade from Rocket Photo. Uh, definitely a lot of cool and exciting things that Rocket Photo is doing to help real estate photographers build and grow their own businesses so they can make their own living, be their own boss. Um, and they, you know, they offer the partnership of editing services and all of that great stuff. Um, it just sounds like a fantastic program and a fantastic way. If you're somebody out there that's been listening to the show and you're like, well, maybe I'd want to get into real estate photography then it sounds like Rocket Photo is definitely going to be the route to go. And you're also going to want to check out his uh, real estate photography business boot camp that's going to be releasing soon. And I'll make sure I have the link for that in the show notes along with the Rocket Photo website, Instagram, and Facebook so that you can check all of those out for yourself. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is name the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest that has been on the show to show that you're a listener. Once you're in the group, you're free to post your own original work 
If you would like creative critique on your images, you can post them with the comment CC please and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. Additionally, I am the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group as well. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my project at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com. Remember, the first book goes on sale November 9th. 2020 so keep checking for updates about media appearances and book signings all right and i want to thank daryl once again for joining me on this week's episode and thank all of my listeners for subscribing rating and reviewing an apple podcast google podcast and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast and to remind you to join me here again i'll see you in another seven days